so much for joining us on A Builder's House. Now, my guest today is Amanda Voller. She's an interior stylist. You may know her from her Instagram account, Home by the Sea, and she's recently opened up her home as a photo shoot location in the northern beaches of Sydney. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Now, Amanda, you're an interior stylist as your profession. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got into it? Okay, so I was a hairstylist and makeup artist for 15 years and it wasn't until I had my first baby almost 10 years ago that I decided to follow my love of interior design, which just happened to coincide with the purchase of our first home, which is where I really got to let my imagination run wild. Amazing. Now, tell me about the location of your house and how long you've had the property for. Okay, so we're based on the Northern Beaches and we bought the house just over a year and a half ago. And so this one's a renovation. It's the first reno we've had on the show, but not your first renovation. Yeah, that's correct. So this is our second renovation. We bought our first house over on the Hawkesbury River. And when we decided to buy the house, we were actually more focused on purchasing the biggest size block of land that we could afford and ended up with half an acre with a really run down little cottage on it. We had um, a builder come through and basically his advice was to knock it down. But I had, um, I had other plans for the, for the house and loved the shape of the original cottage. Um, it was really important to us to find the right builders for the job. And luckily we found one with the same vision as myself and my husband and we got to work. The renovation took two to three years and was actually we lived in the house with our two kids and eventually I fell pregnant during the renovation and had another little girl. So we were living in the building site with three kids and it definitely had its challenges. I can imagine. <laughs> so my husband had um, set up our business on the beaches where we were originally from and he was travelling back and forth doing um, 4am starts and not getting back till 11pm most nights and it was starting to take its toll on the whole family. So we took a gamble and decided to test the waters by putting it up for sale. And surprisingly, it sold within four days on the market and it didn't even make it to the first open home. So we then had the money to be able to move back to our beloved beaches and we were lucky enough to find the perfect home ready for renovation number two. How exciting. So you've been in the property for a year and a half. The renovations look absolutely amazing can you tell me a little bit about the room we're going to be talking about today okay so I've chosen our family room um it was originally um an outdoor alfresco oh wow so you guys have actually closed it in so I'm guessing there was a fair bit of work to do on this one yeah it was a massive job actually um so our house sits on two levels and downstairs we have um, a one-bedroom fully equipped um, unit that we rent out and then upstairs is our main living quarters. So the family room actually started as, yeah, as an outdoor alfresco. So it was an outdoor balcony area and um, even though it was yellow and green and latticed and the ugliest space you've ever seen, it was the main thing that attracted us to the house. Now, if you jump on a buildershouse.com, you can actually see the before photos of Amanda's space. And let me tell you, it gives you a completely different appreciation of just how beautiful her home is. I mean, 
when you see what it looked like before and what it looks like now, it looks like a new build. It looks like it's always meant to be there. But this space outdoors was just was just not something you could imagine turning into the indoor space that it is. Now, Amanda, can you actually talk us through when you purchased the house? Did you immediately know that you were going to turn this space into an indoor one or at what stage of the process did that thought process come about? We didn't at first. At It was always our favourite spot, but we just didn't really know what we were going to do with the space. So, we started at the back of the house originally and the and the backyard was the biggest job. That took um, a lot of time. So I always knew the design. I wanted it to go, but it was whether keeping it part of the other lounge room because they actually do, they could have opened up to the, a big space um, or having its own little private retreat. So I I knew that slowly I started to figure out where I wanted to go with the design um, and where I wanted to take it. But we wanted the main focus of the room to feel like its own separate space away from the kitchen and the dining room, which it sits next to. Um, And we knew that we wanted to incorporate the bifold windows so we could turn it, it back into that outdoor room that we originally fell in love with. And so how did you guys structurally transform this space? Like what trades came in? Talk me through the entire process of going outdoor to indoor. It was a huge job, actually. We had um, we had one of our builder friends on it. Um, he was actually living with us at the time. So he was really, really involved with um, the whole process and knew exactly where we wanted to go with it. But he... Um, yeah, he was fantastic. So that was a, a huge having him. And then um, when it came to doing the re-roofing, because it was originally outside of the property, um, we had to get another builder in to, um, to do all that work. So, um, yeah, it was a massive, massive job. But, yeah, it worked out in the end, thank God. And so what do you guys mostly use this space for? Is it a parents' retreat or more for the kids? No, it's definitely not the kids' room. Um, it's got a really lovely feeling to the room. It's almost like a little resort paradise. Um, so we've got two lounge rooms and our main lounge room is almost like theatre-like. So we've got the big TV in there and the kids, we've got the dark carpets down um, and the kids can kind of play in there and make a mess in there. And then this is then um, like a little retreat for us to escape to and um, just another space. I think sometimes when you've got so many children running around and life is so busy, it's so rewarding. We never had that in our first house and I think we really struggled with that. So having this extra space as a bonus is life-changing. So how long did this room itself take to renovate? Um, I would say it took probably six to eight weeks. It ended up being a really big job, as I said, um, than we first anticipated. Um, Our builder, he wasn't happy with the support beam structurally under the flooring. So we made the decision to completely rebuild half of the support that was holding the house up. Um, And then we had to demo and rebuild all the walls. Um, Because it was originally on the outside, yeah, we had to remove all the guttering, the windows, the doors, um, a layer of the bricks because it's a double brick home. 
Um, then we had another builder come in, as I said, to do the roofing um, because it just needed to be done professionally as um, it was quite a big process. And then lastly, yeah, the bifolds were added and then styling, the fun bit could begin. So where do those bifolds actually open up to? Is it straight into your backyard? It's actually the front of our property. So we kind of sit um, elevated on a hill and um, it overlooks. We don't have as much privacy in the back, but we're completely private to the front of the house. So having those bifolds there, it allows us to actually have the privacy and we overlook a national park. So it's got, um, yeah, it's got so much privacy and um, sunlight and all day long because it's north facing. So yeah, it overlooks the front of the property. How nice. Now, as an interior stylist, and we've chatted to a few interior designers on the show, at what point do you start thinking about how you're going to style the space? Like, does the building come first and then you style around it? Or is it a little more the other way around for you? I'm terrible. I'm all about the details. So I start thinking about it really early on. Um, I really focus on how I want a room to feel and I'm big on texture. I love using texture in rooms and, you know, whether it's the VJ um, panelling or um, like a render, we've rendered our the kitchen where the kitchen meets the room just to create another little focal point. So I start thinking about all of those things really early, which is probably the stylist in me that, that does that. Not everyone should do that and I probably wouldn't recommend doing that, but it is good to have that vision um, beforehand, I always think, because um, then you know where you want to take it, where you want to go with it. I think it's fantastic and myself included, I'm someone whose style is based mostly around white and different timbers and if you leave it too plain and you don't introduce texture, it can look really, really boring. So can you talk me through some of the different materials and textures you've used in the space to make it look interesting and different? Absolutely. So we've used VJ panelling on um, most of the walls and the ceiling. Um, I just love the texture and the, the, the visual that it brings to a room. Um, we've also used the flooring. So we used a engineered timber. So I get questions about it all the time, but it's an engineered timber. So it's got the look and the feel of a timber, but it, um, it's been engineered. I also, I love, I'm obsessed with messy render. I don't know if you've seen the rest of the house, but I am a big fan. I just love, I love the texture that it brings rather than just a flat wall. I just love all of the, um, the little nooks and the, it's just beautiful. I love it. I love using that in, in the designs when I can. Yeah. That little bench seat that you've done recently looks incredible. Thank you. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing that one. Yeah, and you know what? It wouldn't have had the same look if the render wasn't textured. No, it wouldn't have. You definitely need, I think sometimes when it's really smooth, it can look quite sandy and grainy. So just doing that um, that messy look, you get almost like it's just a lot sharper and cleaner. And Yeah, it needed it. It needed it, definitely. Now let's have a chat about the individual pieces you've used in the room, starting with that beautiful couch. Okay, so I wanted to keep it quite minimal in here. 
Um, but yeah, I went for the oversized couch, which we chose for, um, from Freedom. It's the Salzy. Um, we also chose from Freedom the armchairs, which are the Palm Spring armchairs. Um, our carpet was from Ikea, just from Ikea. Um, we have a bar cart from Hello Trader. Um, we've got a stone look coffee table from Freedom, which sadly has been discontinued, but that was a favourite of mine. Um, artwork, I like to mix it up a little bit, but I usually go for either um, one from Boho Art Styling or Olive and Terrell. Um, our pots, <laughs> our pots are one thing that I get asked about daily, but um, our Atlantis pot I had imported from India and then the white ones are just from Bunnings that I painted myself. I have been trying to find those pots at Bunnings ever since I saw you do it and I know a few others have as well. You've started a bit of a trend. <laughs> they're pretty, they're amazing and for the price, my God, they are such a bargain. Um, yeah, they're amazing and everybody loves them. So, yeah, and then lastly, our um, our shears with the um, the bamboo poles that I designed and created myself that's amazing wait so did you sew those curtains yourself I didn't I can't take credit for the curtains I bought the curtains but the design came from myself so I really liked the way that people were started to use um driftwood and and even um just the raw that, that natural um element so I I'm big on bamboo I love using bamboo where I can um and I just came across the right sized um, bamboo and went from there. Oh, it's huge at the moment and they look beautiful. I know when I go for a walk with Nick down the beach or something and see a nice piece of driftwood, I'm like, ah, can we fit that in the car? Or <laughs> I'm the same. It's just, I think nature, just bringing those little bits of nature into your home, it just is so calming and it's so good for your soul. So, yeah, I'm big on any natural fibres or even, you know, the palm leaves. I'm, I'm always changing that. I got a huge haul the other day um, and just changing them around. You, it just it has a really lovely feel to the home. Absolutely. And I am such a big fan of the way the trends are moving at the moment away from the lacquered timber and more into the really natural raw kind of vibes. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very much on that. I am. Um, I appreciate those modern looks. I really do. But for me personally, I, I'm big on, yeah, just really calming, soothing spaces. So I'm, I always tend to kind of steer away from that modern um, contemporary look and go for, yeah, those softer, those softer um, finishes. And while we're on that, what would you describe your style as? Oh, my gosh, that's a hard one. Um, I always used to say white, bright island vibes. But someone described it the other day as coastal boho and she basically said that, you know, it's a generally a, a white, light, warm, neutral colour palette incorporating um, nature like dried palms and seashells and handcrafted far-off places, um, like we said. So I think the main difference between boho and coastal boho is um, it's much more pared back. It's... Uh, deliberate in its inclusions and it creates a coastal um, feeling that's warm and inviting and very uncluttered. That's a good way to describe it because I know when I hear boho, I always think 
quite busy and a bit of color to it as well. And it doesn't often get used to describe things that are minimal and quite neutral as well. Absolutely. That's why I just thought when she used the words, you know, Coast Boho, I was like, yes, that's it. That's that's the style that I've been <laughs> searching for. But, yeah, I, I think it very much um, is what our home is all about. And can you tell me a little bit about someone from the building and design industry that has inspired you in the past? Absolutely. I suppose going back to Instagram, um, I'd have to say my friend Crystal Bailey. I think um, her styling technique is so similar to mine and I just love what she does. Um, Also, Kelly Howard, like that girl is a powerhouse. I just, I adore her. She is incredible. And the way that she's sharing her knowledge now and teaching other people how to recreate her looks, I great choice. She's amazing. She's amazing. I just, I get so much inspo from her. So yeah, I think she's amazing. And now heading back to your place, what is your number one tip for someone with a family who is trying to design a family room and style it similar to yours? Absolutely. So my number one styling tip is to keep it minimal. Don't clutter up the space and choose your furniture wisely. Um, By keeping everything neutral in that neutral palette, it's easy to change the whole vibe of the room just by changing a couple of key items in the room, whether it's using artwork or dried palms or plants or um, floor rugs. It's such an easy way to change with seasons or if you're just bored and need a change Um, and it allows you to do it without spending a fortune. And that's something a lot of people forget too. Like they style a room, put a big tick next to it, that one's done and they never change anything. But the change to your mental space just by moving a few things around in your home, the impact is huge. Absolutely. I think that's what I love most about this room is that it lends itself to so many different looks and especially with the um, the location shoot now, I think I just wanted to be able to have, you know, I sometimes I've got the olive plant in here and that gives it a really calming, soothing look and really timeless and then, you know, with the dried palms and just different textures and even the artwork, just changing it up. It's so simple to do that. Um And it just changes the whole look of the place. So, yeah, definitely my key is to keep everything neutral, keep your your floorings, your walls, your um, your sofas, just to that neutral palette. And even changing it with linens and throws and cushions and all of that, it just can completely change the space. And that is even more important now that you've turned your home into a shoot location. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Oh my gosh. Well, that, that is um, really something exciting. We, we never really, um, it was never the plan. It was never our original plan. And it's kind of just been the natural direction the house has taken us in. So we're excited to see where it might go. So what spaces are you most excited to use in these photo shoots coming up? I definitely think um, the family room that we're talking about, because um, it, it gets north facing light all day long. And um, it's just such a light, bright, natural space. So I think that's going to be wonderful for photographers. Um, definitely the outdoor um, space at the backyard um, is huge. And then even downstairs, we've got um, 
where our unit is, we've got um, some bamboo roofing along there and it's just such an island vibe in there. So, yeah, there's lots. There's so many little nooks and crannies in the house. Like even our side passage that we did, we get so many comments on that um, where we lit, we built a, like a little uh, elevated bridge and, um, yeah, there's just so many cute little spaces. So hopefully, yeah, people can um, – use use the space to to promote their products well amanda thank you so so much for coming on the show it's been so nice to hear a little bit more about your journey and about this room that we always see these beautiful pictures of i really do appreciate it thank you so much for having me i've loved it